Welcome to the Dollar Wise Podcast. At HFM, one of the most significant values we provide our clients is leveraging our experience helping hundreds successfully navigate through life's transitions. On this podcast, our advisor team explores some of the questions we get every day from our clients. We share some insights on financial topics, and we interview some fantastic professionals from our vast network. Our hope is that you leave with some food for thought and some good ideas to consider. Thank you for joining us. Hi, everyone. My name is Tyler Reedman. I'm an associate advisor here at HFM Investment Advisors. I'm sitting across from Jason Gabrielli, a financial advisor here at HFM. Hey, Jason. Hey, what's up, Tyler? Great. So in this episode, we've got a bunch of really good stuff to talk about. And mainly because we've been getting a lot of questions from younger individuals. If you're in college, you're recently out of college, starting your first job on your second job, early career. If you fit any of those demographics or you know anybody in those demographics, we've been getting a lot of questions from people in those groups about things such as, I'm just starting to save in my 401k. How much should I be investing? What types of contributions should I be using? What should I be invested in? And then juggling that with a bunch of other stuff, like budgeting for the first time. You're just starting to make some good money. It's not like you're living just off your checking account in college, like a, not you know, a, poor, a poor college student. Two nickels rubbed together so you can buy beer. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little you're different st- now. <laughs> you're starting to make some money now, sure. and it feels good. So what do I do with this money? But at the same time, most college graduates now have student debt. I forget what the exact number is, but I think it's something like twenty-five to $30,000 is the oh, average yeah. amount of student debt. So if you're in that boat, if you have more or less, just know that you're not alone. Most college graduates have student loans. And it can be tough because you might feel like you're in a hole to start. But with the proper planning, balancing that with a little bit of investing if you can, and kind of just putting it on to your financial picture, you can really take hold of it and tackle your goals. So that's really the big first thing is establishing what your goals are because so many people that we talk to that are in this boat are just kind of overwhelmed. They feel like I'm making money for the first time. I have a salary, yeah. um, um, but I don't know what I should be doing with this money. You know, certainly they could go out and spend it. You know, that's one thing. Amazon. Right? That's always fun. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but really, what should they be doing with that money and how can they be setting themselves up for a, a successful future? And it really begins with what are your goals? And having a really frank talk with yourself, not out loud, because that'd be weird, <laughs> but in your head, about what is important. Because the numbers are going to say one thing or another. We run on this with debt a lot. If you have a very low interest rate on your student loans, yeah, it might not make sense numbers-wise to pay that off early. But some people just feel like they got to get it paid off. They feel like they need that monkey off their back. And I understand that. And so it's really important to prioritize what are the most important things to you. Just starting to invest and starting to have that retirement moving forward for you and, and putting money away for that? Is that important to you? And once you get a sense of what your goals are, then it's really important to get the basics right. And we see that a lot with people. It's just, what should I be doing? What should my picture look like at first? And of course, the answer is everybody's a little bit different. But there is some things that we generally recommend to people regardless. Absolutely. And not everybody knows this, but it's also important to mention that there are good debt and there are also bad types of debt. So when we talk about good debt, we're generally talking about anything that helps to build wealth or potentially increase your income over time. So for example, student loans are generally considered somewhat of a good debt because you need, you don't need, but it's shown that if you have a college education, you're likely to have a greater income over time. So in that regard, we look at it as a good debt. Now, 
we're not recommending you just go out there and take out $200,000 in student loan because that might not be the most financially wise decision. But it's generally considered that having student loans and a college education might lead to a greater income over time. Similarly, when you look at a mortgage, right, you're taking out a loan to buy a house. Over time, that can help you build wealth because, as you always say, you're building the balance sheet, right? Your house is an asset, and as you're paying that off, you're building up your assets. That differs from bad debt, things like credit cards, payday loans, you know, excessive car debt, you know, having six cars. That kind of stuff is generally not advised because it's kind of like sunk costs, right? It's not doing anything to build your wealth over time. So it's important to balance that with what your goals are, right? If your number one goal in life is to, I want to take two vacations, three vacations every year, then spend the money on that if that's your goal. But if your goal is I want to build a lot of wealth for the long term, then investing, paying off debt, those things should definitely be at the top of the bucket list. So one of the things that we probably get a lot with people as they progress through their early career is that word afford. What can I afford is tricky because what one way to look at it is how much I have in my checking account, well, that's how much I could spend. Or how much I make yeah. every year or every month, that's how much I could spend on a mortgage or rent or a car. But a lot of times, it's important to consider some of the things that you should be doing, even if they're maybe not super on your radar right now, to be building a responsible financial picture for yourself, a responsible financial future. And one of the things that we pretty much universally recommend is to start with two buckets, essentially. Right. One is a super short-term bucket, and one is a super long-term bucket. And the super short-term bucket is all about planning for emergencies. Because regardless of what your goals are, like you said, whether it's taking vacations or paying off that or whatever, things can happen. And so that short-term bucket, that might have three to six months of your expenses in it, just in cash. And it maybe if it's a savings account that you just out of sight, out of mind, or it's somewhere where you, you just kind of have it set off to the side, and it's there just in case you lose your job, you get hurt, yeah. you have a medical emergency, things happen. And so that's really the basis of a good plan is having some cash just in case to make sure that you can rest on that. And then the other bucket is that super long-term bucket. That's retirement. So that's, you know, Tyler 2065. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. So you can buy anti-gravity man. <laughs> that's just like CPA commercial used to say. But it's true. You know, so we're not, as humans, retirement is a pretty new concept. People literally used to just work until they died. Yeah. And not that long ago. You know, you go back 50, 60 years, 70 years, retirement is pretty new. And so- we're not really built for delayed gratification. Right. We like instant gratification, which is why Amazon Prime I want it now. Yeah. <laughs> I want to buy it and I want it to be here. And so it's really important to get yourself in a good habit of mm-hmm. delaying gratification a little bit so that you have options in the future so that you have the ability to stop working should you ever choose to do that or even just scale back. A lot of our younger clients are talking about, they couldn't imagine retiring. They think about more like financial independence, being able to do what they want to do or pursue a passion, right. things like that. And so we generally say if you can save 10% of your pay towards that super long-term goal, whether your employer has a 401k right. or you open a Roth IRA or some kind of IRA on your own, if you can hit 10% of your pay into that savings vehicle for retirement, you're really doing well. Now, we color that with some of the things we talked about before, like if you have excessive debt, whether that's if it's credit card debt, that should really be your first priority right, because absolutely. those rates can really be crazy, right? 10, 15, 20%. If you have student loan debt, it's a little bit more complicated. You kind of have to do an analysis on what interest rate you're paying versus potentially delaying saving into the future for retirement. Things you have to balance out. But you know, it's not universal advice, but generally we say those two buckets are a really good place to start in addition to 
getting your debt under control and, and having good goals and, and good rules-based approach to tackling that debt, right? Yeah, absolutely. Just going back to one other thing you said that I really like, talking about, you know, I'm coming out of school now, I'm working, I'm making a good amount of money, and it's what can I afford? And one thing that we always talk about in our profession is what we call lifestyle creep. Mm, yeah. And I heard another term for it in a podcast, another podcast we listen to, they call it classflation, which I really like. Ooh, class Yeah. So you're making this money, and now – Classflation is basically taking out debt, getting that car, buying that really expensive house. And basically, you feel like you're in the class above what you're earning, but you're really lower just because you have all this debt. And it's really about balancing that type of mentality with saving for the long term. Being somebody in my early 20s, I always like to keep in the back of my mind that every dollar I'm saving now is going so much further than a dollar that I would save 30 years from now. And you and I know that's because of compound interest, which if you don't know, is basically earning interest on interest. So over time, you have these investments and then stocks and mutual funds that you're putting your money into. And over time, those are growing and you're earning interest on interest. So it's a really good example that we look at sometimes. And basically, it shows somebody saving $1,000 a month for 10 years. And if you did that, from age 25 to 35, you'd have, I think it was somewhere around a million dollars when you retire at 65. If you did the same thing and you started 10 years later and you only saved from 35 to 45, you'd have about half of that, maybe five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars $700,000. And you can kind of see where the trend is going, but it really just goes to show, keep that mentality of saving early really pays dividends in the long run, no pun intended. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I actually just read a a quote about Warren Buffett. And one of the things that it talked about was talk about the power of compounding. Mm-hmm. Warren Buffett was a fantastically successful investor, right? I think we can all agree on that. Who? Yeah, right. <laughs> Oracle, Obama. And he actually started investing at age 10. Seriously wow. investing at age 10. And now he's, what, 89 or 90 years old. Mm-hmm. And so what it talked about, though, was that he's a fantastically successful investor, but he's worth about $86 billion today. He was... billion of those $86 he accumulated after his 65th birthday. Wow. How crazy is that? So when he retired at 65, retired, quote unquote, (laughs) he's not really retired. He's been working forever. But he was worth a couple hundred million, which is still an insane amount of money, Mm -hmm. sure. But just to show you the power of compounding is – you know, yes, he was an incredibly successful investor. Yes, he made some unbelievable picks historically. But really – his success story is owed a lot more than people think to the fact that he was investing for 80 years. Yeah. So it got to compound for 80 years, which is incredibly powerful. And in the later part of his life, he went from a couple hundred million to almost a hundred billion. And it's just unbelievable. And a lot of that's due to compounding. One of the things that we just want to think about when we, when we think about building your financial picture and kind of going back to what we said before about what can you afford and that tricky word of, well, what can I afford? And so once you've accounted for how much responsible debt you want to pay down and having that emergency reserve bucket, that short-term bucket, and saving for a retirement bucket or financial freedom or however you think about being able to do what you want to do at some point in the future, that's when you can factor in, okay, what I have left over, that's what I should be spending on a car payment. That's what I should be spending on rent or a mortgage and all that kind of stuff. That's really like a Ford 2.0. Because now you've you've done those things first. You've put the you know the old adage you mentioned it when we were doing the prep for this. Pay yourself first. Yeah, and that's really what it's all about. Is it's about prioritizing paying down debt, 
and saving before you get to the part where you spend your money. And there's no better time to start that than when you first get started in your career and you first have a salary. It's really powerful because hopefully that's a habit that carries you the rest of your life. Totally, totally. And one thing I also want to point out that most likely people listening to this podcast and getting the most out of this, the number one debt they might have is student loans. And student loans are, are super interesting because it's not like a mortgage where you're just paying a fixed amount every single month. There are so many different types of student loans, whether it's federal or it's private. And if it's federal, what type of repayment plan are you on? Are you on a standard 10-year plan? Are you on income-based repayment? And what does all that mean? And that's where it gets really interesting for younger people specifically. So understanding that, and if you're not sure what that stuff means, working with somebody can help you understand that and develop a plan between paying down your debt investing and working to towards your goals is super important. Balancing all those priorities is, is an important thing to do. Like you yeah. said, it's really set yourself off on a good path going forward. And so we're actually doing a series of podcasts. This is the second in our series of, we're calling it Investing 101. We're calling it just getting started on the right foot. And so we're going to get into some additional podcasts down the line where we talk about the next phase of life. So when you're, you're starting a family and you're doing those kind of things, what are the next things you should be thinking about? If you ever have anything, a topic that comes to mind that you want to share with us that you'd like to see us cover in the podcast, you can email us at info at hfmadvisors.com and we'll do our best to cover it. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Dollar Wise Podcast. At HFM, our mission is to educate and empower our clients to make wise financial decisions. If you'd like to learn more, please visit us at hfmadvisors.com. The Dollar Wise Podcast is presented by HFM Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor firm. Please note that registration does not imply any level of skill or training. All investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. There is no guarantee that any strategy will be successful. The content of this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as investment or financial advice. Everyone's situation is unique, so we recommend you discuss any potential strategies with your own professional advisors before implementing them for yourself. 